this B cell encounters an antigen, it will wake it up and start a process that will cause the B cell to uh, duplicate and replicate itself, clone itself, it will multiply. And some of those cells, when they multiply, they will become memory cells. And that's very important because those memory cells will remember that antigen for a future attack. And I, I, know, I see where y'all um, um, see where I'm going with this. And then you have plasma cells that will produce uh, an abundance of these um, antibodies, okay? So these cells will mass produce the antibody that recognize the antigen to circulate in the blood and the lymph looking for the same antigen again. So now this will go through your whole body uh, systemically or, or systematically. It will go through your whole body, all right? Now, as a primary um, immune response, it takes a few days to produce this mass amount of antibodies and, and it cannot act quickly against an initial invasion. Now keep that in mind. So, Unc, I want, you to, I want you to keep this in mind right here, all right? Remember, it takes a few days to produce this mass amount of antibodies. Therefore, it can't uh, quickly act against an initial invasion of these pathogens, okay? It can only effectively protect against future invasions as a secondary immune response. So, in other words, basically what it's saying is that it takes time for it to learn the enemy. It has to study the enemy. It has to get to know the enemy first, and that takes time. Once it knows and identifies the enemy, then in the, if the enemy comes back around, it acts immediately, okay? So now, this learning process or, or this process itself, it can, be, it can be obtained naturally through an infection, which happens every day, all day, or artificially through what? Vaccinations, all right? And so, and remember, all of this I'm, I'm speaking about is called the active uh, humoral immunity. So what I'm getting at is here, uh, vaccinations. If you, if, you, if you go back to what I was saying about this acquired or learned or adaptive defense system is all based on the body's ability to learn the enemy, okay? And so if it occurs naturally, it takes time. So here's the thing. And, and so if we're faced with, with a, a regular pathogen, a small-time pathogen, which we are every day, and our bodies are surrounded by them as, as, we, as I speak right now, then our body has the ability to learn what that pathogen is and to effectively destroy it. Why? Because the pathogen is not as deadly or as fast-acting on the body that will allow the body and give the body time to learn it and then destroy it. But there are deadly pathogens, more lethal pathogens that do damage much more quickly that the body will not have time to learn about it, to produce these mass amount of, of um, antibodies to, throughout the body in order to successfully defeat it. So this is where vaccines or the principle of vaccinations come into play. Whereas um, uh, immunologists or vi virologists, they will develop these um, uh, attenuated pathogens. In other words, that's a way of saying that they're going to alter the pathogen, either, either kill it or they're going to um, prevent the pathogen from having the ability to, to reproduce or something to the fact they weaken the pathogen and introduce it into the body artificially 
so the body can go through that learning process ahead of time before uh, any real pathogen of the same kind comes into the body. So what it does, it jumps past, it fast forwards the body's um, uh, primary immune response and prepares it for that secondary immune response where it can happen immediately. It immediately defend um, the body or protect the body. That's the purpose of vaccine. And so anybody who is anti-vax, but yet they say that, that, that the body can naturally heal itself, they are <laughs> lying. <laughs> the body cannot do that on its own by the very nature of how the immune system works. And all I'm explaining is the basics of how the immune system works. The, your body has to take time to learn these pathogens. If there's a foreign pathogen coming in your body that it does not know, which means that it, it, it didn't encounter it naturally through, through an infection or through a vaccination, and that pathogen happens to be a deadly one that acts very fast and has a very short uh, uh, shelf life, you are cooked. You're going to die before your body has the ability to form these antibodies to destroy it. It will overcome, it will, it will overwhelm the immune system and it will fire off um, inf inflammation, it will fire off a uh, rise in temperature, it will fire off all kinds of things while the pathogen is eating, 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 and proliferating, spreading, cloning, and destroying the cells in your body. And that's what people end up dying from, a cascade of all of those kinds of things because your body's not able to work fast enough. So vaccines gives your body a, a tremendous head start by introducing a weak form of the pathogen so your body can learn it and produce the antibodies that stays in your body, that's ready in these memory cells. So when this, the pathogens come in your body for real, your body's already ready and it, and it out, sets out to destroy it. All right, so that's all I wanted to um, explain. Like I said, I, I'm trying not to go into too much detail, but I think that we need to have a full um, uh, you know, uh, explanation of these things so people could walk through. But I didn't want to jump on here and um, and you know, and 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 hog it that long. People really what didn't get the uh get the memo, get the uh, uh, <laughs> we, 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 we ain't give the the heads up. So so did that did that make sense though? I, I think no. you said something that was key. And the key part was how the immune system works. So if you know how the immune system works, all that rubbish they was talking about the body can heal itself. No, that's not it. How does it work? right a, a a protein right that the body does not recognize is introduced right when you when that protein comes in the body don't recognize that body starts to produce things that will fight against it right so 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 it's like a newborn baby is born right it has the immunity from his mom and then that shit well excuse my language it wears off and so that's why it's important for the baby to crawl around Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, hold up. That's, hey, listen, uh, let me do this real quick. Let me go to the next slide because what you just said is, um, is next up. So, so let me just finish this because I, 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 you know, I was trying not to take that time, but you, 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 you mentioned it and it's a very good point. So, so remember vaccines, what summarily, what, what do vaccines do? Vaccines allow for the primary immune response to occur with an inactive form of the pathogen so that if the real thing ever comes around, the immune system is already ready for it. That's what a vaccine's purpose is for. But now, um, you mentioned something very important. The process that I explained so far is called the active humoral 
uh, response. But then you have an inactive or a passive humoral immunity. That's what you just said, um, when, when uh, let me just read. It says the body doesn't go through the work of recognizing antigens, which means it bypasses the, the, um, the body learning process. And so it never goes through that. And so it never goes through that work of recognizing antigens and generating the antibodies. But instead, these antibodies are introduced directly into the body via what? The mother's milk in terms of babies or injection of gamma globulin. And so what that means is that the, the, the baby's body did not learn this on its own. It was given it by its, the mother. And because of that, they do not last. Like Unc said, they do not last. So you're still leaving your, your uh, child or baby um, open and vulnerable. And so this is why a parent that creates a, a very sterile environment for their babies, believe it or not, this may sound crazy, but that's a form of mild child abuse. Because what you should do is allow your child in a very controlled and guided and informed way you should allow your child to crawl around on the ground. You should allow your child to put a few things in its mouth and stuff like that, because what it's doing is it's cultivating its adaptive immune system. Remember, we're, we're all born with the innate, innate immune system, but the adaptive immune system is, is grows and learns as we live, as we live our lives. And so if you can give your child or allow your child to get into a couple of germy things here and there, it that that's not lethal of course and not potent or whatever the case is then what that does it it allows that primary immune response to learn and then as a secondary when it comes in contact with the, those pathogens again it will defeat it with no problem so that was that was very um important so i just want to point that out um, um. so that's why the whole that's why the whole thing is just that's why it's embarrassing man it's straight embarrassing to be around a group of individuals that claim they know what's going on. It's embarrassing for the conspiracy theorists that can't see the writing on the damn wall right in front of their face. It is clear that these people don't even understand the immune system because if they did, they wouldn't say the things they say. They wouldn't say the body doesn't, the, uh, uh, the body can heal itself from anything and all that. Wait a minute. It doesn't even make sense. That's not <laughs> Listen, how the immune system works. Exactly. You could, you could eat the healthiest of healthiest of healthiest, healthiest foods and everything. And if your body is invaded by a foreign pathogen that it has never come across before, I don't care how healthy you eat and everything, your immune system is not built to have that initial defense response because it has to go through a process of the learning. That's why they call it the adaptive or acquired immune uh, system. And, and this, and going back to, to what I was saying, HIV um, is a virus that actually attacks that. So that's, that, that's why HIV is, is, so, is so crazy and so deadly because, because that virus attacks your, your very defense system itself. It, it, it hijacks your adaptive or acquired immunity. That's why they call it HIV. Okay, so, so they 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 um, the the 
acquired, you know, HIV is the virus that produces what's called AIDS. See, people say I caught AIDS, but really what, you're, what people mean to say is that they caught the virus that causes AIDS. AIDS stands for Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. All that, all that means a fancy way of saying that your acquired or adaptive defense system is deficient. That's all it's saying. That's deficient, and a virus did it. A virus attacked it to make it deficient, so you have no responses. Nobody really dies from AIDS. What, what happens is AIDS is a, is a state that your immune system goes into to where it cannot defend itself against pathogens. So people die from infections. They die from these pathogens, not from AIDS. AIDS is something you can't die from itself. You die because your body is, has been compromised. Your immune system has been compromised, and now it can no longer defend itself. And so effectively, now I'm going to check this out, and I'm, gonna be, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm wording it this way on purpose. People who are anti-vax, just blanketly anti-vax, they are, uh, what do you call it, verbally, verbally, and, 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 and if they have it their way, they're verbally giving people AIDS. Now, that sounds crazy, but what I'm saying is that by, by preventing people from going through that primary immune response on these deadly pathogens, they're leaving people's bodies wide open and vulnerable for these pathogens that if they come in contact with them, the body cannot respond. It cannot respond in time. And so, Unc, let me ask you a question, and, and I'm only asking if you know this off the top of your head. Do you know, do you know any uh, or any of you all, um, um, unbiased, maybe you, you may know, do you, do you know any of the, the um, pathogens or viruses or whatever that, ha that has a very quick um, effect on the body that 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 goes to maturity real fast. Like as soon as you catch it, man, it's like it's like you no. you, you hospitalize real fast or whatever the case is. Do you, do you know any top off the top of your head? No, Ebola. Okay, how how long? Like like once 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 Ebola um, enters the body, like how how long does that take to really take hold? Do you know? And we 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 could all look it up. I was just wondering if if anybody knew off the top of their head. Man, it starts to happen fat, and 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 it's and it's and it's deadly because that's why it don't spread as much as bad, because it's, it's killing the person. I mean, the person ain't traveling around hanging out spreading the shit. You know what I mean, it's not they're not spreading their body fluids because it should start happening real quick. Okay, so now so check that out. That's that's a good point. So Ebola activates real fast. Your body doesn't have a chance to defend. Period. You know, so so anyway, I just want I just wanted to share that because to me th this this basic information is missing was missing from the conversation, and I think if we if we um, kind of make sure people are educated on just simply how the immune system works, it will eliminate a lot of that noise, and then what's left over, then we can have a conversation because now we can get into the specifics of of specific vaccines like we could talk about mmr um vaccinations we could talk about the influenza you know we could talk about specifics now but 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 anybody that's just anti-vax just to be anti-vax you are insane you, Dude, do not, you do not know how the immune system works they don't and, I, I, and i've tested this i for the past two weeks i've encountered people 
who are anti-vaxxers and I ask them to, for them to break down how the immune system works and they can't, they never can. They don't know what a, uh, uh, they don't know any, and I don't even expect them to know the fancy terms or the technical terms, but they can't describe anything. Let's do your basic understanding. Hey, 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 would you this Garfi? Why don't you come on the channel, man, and just do a whole presentation on this? this that's is, what, yeah, that's what that's yeah, that's what I was saying. So I'm, I'm gonna get with um uncle whoever because there's a whole nother part to this, which is which is um communal or herd immunity that's that's equally important. Oh people. hell, if you relax, I'm going to show the slide. Shit, relax. I got the slide. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm a fallback, but I hope everybody got it. Hey, well, you, well, you do know that was a trick by Wajawa, right? Five minutes, you know that was a trick, right? <laughs> I, I just want y'all to know that. I, I, I just want y'all to know that. All right, cool. I already knew it. So, 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 if y'all are familiar with the conversation I had with Phil Valentine, my fault. Got his name wrong. Doctor Phil Good Valentine, <laughs> you know, extraordinary. And so if you look right here, timeline on vaccine, right? He made a statement. I said, I said Phil, in 1918, it was a pandemic. And 5% of the human population got wiped out. Feel me? I said, if they would have had a vaccine, it would have helped. No, 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 no. That pan he said that pandemic didn't happen. It was the vaccines that spread it. Okay, so what? What vaccines was around in 1918? So in 1796, that's the first vaccine by Edward Jenner. And we know inoculation is the precursor to that. That's what they was doing in West Africa in 1702 in America, in Boston. So we had knowledge of that prior to 1702. But watch this, 18, let me move this out. We got Jenner. We got 1882, the first vaccine for, can y'all see that? I'm gonna move this thing out, for rabies. This is in 1882. Now, from 1882, you don't get another one to 1932. What in the hell, what vaccines was being spread around, spread, killed the people? Dr. Phil Good Valentine, which one would it have been? 1882, they only had rabies and smallpox at that point. And he said, that's why all the people died, because they got, they got vaccinated. What are you talking about? You only got the, the smallpox joint, and you got the rabies joint. You got to come all the way to here. Look, for months, measles, 1964. I was born in 1967. All right? Now, this is what Wuja is talking about right here. This is the slide I wanted to show. They asked, can you raise your kid? Can you raise a healthy kid? That's the question, right? So let's look at this table right here. Let's look at the graph right here. This is a very important graph. And I'm going I'm to I'm speed right on through here. Because I know everybody on short right about now. Right? So we got the blue, the blue child, right? Not immunized, but still healthy. That, that would represent the anti-vaccine community. Can you raise a healthy child? They, they claim they raise a healthy child. Sure you can. Not immunized, but still healthy. That's in blue. Let's look at the yellow. Immunized and healthy. So the, so the yellow kid, right, has been 
immunized and healthy. The blue kid has not been immunized, but still healthy. The red kid, not immunized, sick and contagious. So let's start over here to your left, right? Boom. No one is immunized, okay? Contagious disease spread through the population. Look at the first level right here. I'm gonna say this again. No one is immunized. Contagious disease spread through the population. So you see the healthy kids that the anti-vaxxers have, if something happens, right? If some type of disease come through, based off what Wu Jia's talking about now, look what's gonna happen to the population. Look how many people gonna get sick. You still gonna find outliers that don't get sick, right? We understand evolution, everybody don't get sick, right? One, two, three, four, five. Five kids don't get sick. But look how many kids have been decimated right there, y'all. Okay? Now, let's move to the next level in the middle. Some of the population get immunized. Contagious disease spread through some of the population. There you go. So you got some in the yellow, immunized and healthy, right? Let's start over here to the left. These are the ones that are immunized in the yellow. The blue ain't immunized, right? And the red is infectious. Follow the arrow. Look how many people catch the pathogen. Contagious. But you still have some. You got one, one, two, three, four, five, six, right? That has been immunized and healthy. They still healthy and immunized, right? Look at the disease. Let's come down here. This is what we like to call, this is, this is the effective herd immunity right here. This last stage right here, this is defective human, uh, uh, um, herd immunity. Here you go. Most of the population gets immunized, right? We need to be 80, 85 to 96% immunized for this to occur. Herd immunity, which I call it communal immunity. Because you know your anti-evolution people don't like to hear the word herd or anything closely, remotely close to being an animal. So most of the population is immunized. Spread of contagious disease is contained. Look at that. Left to right, y'all. Watch this. Most of the population is immunized right here. Most of the children are immunized. Look at that. Most of them, right? Look at the two in red. They're sick. But guess what? It doesn't spread to everybody because the disease stops when it runs across somebody that's immunized. I'm going to say this again. The value of herd immunity is when someone is immunized and, some, and an immunized person runs across someone that's sick, the disease stops right there. There you go. That's herd immunity. If you look to the right, now you'll see most people didn't even get sick. That's interesting. So you still got them people that's not still healthy, but ain't immunized. That's based off of everybody being immunized. And when those three people right there are contagious, get sick, it doesn't spread anyway. But if you go up to the top, no one is immunized, contagious disease spread through the population. This is where the anti-vaxxers are trying to take us. This is where that acidic community in Brooklyn, this is what happened to them, they wasn't immunized and the measles spread rampant, it's right there. That's very, very important. So this is the part I was talking about in the debate. And I'm gonna end it right here. We don't vaccinate just to protect our children. We also vaccinate to protect our grandchildren and their grandchildren. 
with one disease, smallpox, we stopped the leak in the boat by eradicating the disease. Our children don't have to get smallpox shots anymore because the disease no longer exists. If we keep vaccinating now, parents in the future may be able to trust that disease like polio, right? Meningitis, meningitis won't infect, cripple, or kill our children. And so that question came up, are vaccines safe? Are vaccines safe? Right? If they would have let me show my slides at the end like they were supposed to, but that's okay. Not mad at them. The journey of your child's vaccine. And we talked about safety, right? So how a new vaccine is developed. First of all, let's come up to here. Before a new vaccine is ever given to people, extensive lab testing is done. That can take several years. Once testing and people begins, it can take several more years before clinical studies are complete and the vaccine is licensed. So when in a lab, they do a lot of testing on animals and stuff like that, y'all. What product did the other side have that was tested on animals first? What did Dr. Sabi have that was tested on animals first to see the animal's reaction to it? We call this like a model species. I mean, they use model species to understand humans or to understand the effects on drugs, the, the effects on the animals, right? Which, which would give them an inkling of how it might affect human beings. So watch this, phase one. Let's see, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, sets rules for these three phases of clinical trials to ensure the safety of our volunteers. Researchers test vaccines with adults first. So we're in phase one. Phase one is 20 to 100 healthy volunteers. This is called phase one. And it's always based off of safety, y'all. Is this vaccine safe? The question is asked on 20 to 100 people. And before they even get to the people, they do clinical studies, right? Does Minister Stinky Inky have any clinical studies on the prostate cells? Does KT the Austrian, do they have any clinical studies on the prostate cell? How about Phil Valentine? Do they have any clinical studies before they, before they sell it to our people? No, they do not. They don't even have clinical studies, right? They don't even have phase one, phase two, phase three studies. So phase one is what? Is the vaccine safe? It's the first question. Does the vaccine seem to work? That's the next question. Are there any serious side effects, right? How is the size of the dose related to the side effects? If it is some side effects, phase two. Look at the amount of people now. Several hundred volunteers, not thousands. Like Dr. Savy. Dr. Savy sells thousands of products and ain't and ain't did clinical study the first, ain't went through phase one, <laughs> ain't and sure as hell ain't making it to phase two. They just making money. What are the most common short-term side effects? See, now they're asking the question of the larger sample size. This is not what uh what's the guy name? Uh, he had a sample size of 12 million people and claimed vaccines caused autism. What's the name, Unbiased? Are you talking about um, Wakefield? Wakefield. Wakefield. Okay, because you got Brian Hooker, so we had Wakefield. Wakefield. He had 12 people. 
So in phase two, several hundred volunteers. It say, what are the most common short-term side effects? How are the volunteer immune systems responding to the vaccine? They're doing exactly what Wu just said, right? They're trying to see how the immune system is responding in several hundred volunteers. Now, if it makes it, it might not even make it through phase one. Wait a minute, it might not even get out the damn lab. So people have already put up a half a billion dollars, 800 to a half a billion dollars, and, this, and it might not even get out the lab. Might not make it out of phase one or phase two. How about phase three? Hundreds of thousands of volunteers. Now we're dealing with the hundreds of thousands of volunteers. How many people volunteered to take Dr. Sebi uh, and, and KT the Arts degree uh, uh, and, and Mr. Stinky Inky? Was there any volunteers? No, they just sold it to you. Hmm. How do the people who get the vaccine and people who do not get the vaccine compare? Now, there was a lie going on in that debate, y'all. The lie was they don't have no studies on vaccinated children and vaccinated children to see what the differences are. Well, it happens right here in phase three. I'm gonna say it again. Divine pseudo routinely asked the question stubbornly, do they have any studies where there's vaccinated children and unvaccinated? And they, what is the study result? Bro, they do that in phase three. Here we go. How do people who get the vaccine and people who do not get the vaccine compare? So they're lying to you off the rip. Is the vaccine safe? They're still asking the essential question. Is the vaccine safe? This question is repeated through each phase over and over again. Is the vaccine effective? This is the push, this is the reason for dealing with phase three, phase one, phase two. They're trying to see if it makes sense. Why would they release a product that don't work? Why would you invest a billion dollars, right? In a product, Get licensed and released for it not to work. They're lying to our babies. They're trying to get in our community and make us unvaccinated. An unvaccinated African community will quickly become an unhealthy African community. You want to talk about wiping some people out? Y'all worried about y'all more worried about the damn vaccine than the damn pathogen. If they really want to get you. Just unvaccinate you. If they really want to wipe out African population, just don't vaccinate them. What are the most common side effects? They're still asking questions. And then they're going to hit the bottom and say vaccines are made in batches called lots and unbiased understand what the batches. They have batch numbers on it. So, so say a randomly come, come through and grab a batch. They'll grab one valve from the batch and test it and see if it works, and see what's going on with it. Manufacturers must test all lots to make sure they are safe. There's that word safe again, pure and potent. The lots can only be uh, released once the FDA reviews their safety and quality. How vaccines is added to the US recommended immunization Schedule. Now you got all kinds of stuff. You got the advisory committee on immunization, 
practices. That's the ACIP is a group of medical and public health experts. Then you got the member of the American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP. Then you got the American Academy of Family Physicians, the AAFP, and among some of some of the groups that also bring related immunization expertise to the committee. It's that this group carefully reviews all available data about the vaccine from clinical trials to other studies to develop recommendations for the vaccine use. The ACIP continues, watch this job, it continues to monitor vaccine safety. There's that word safety again. Is Minister Stinky Inky? Is KT the Osh degree? Is red pill, blue pill? Are they monitoring people that bought their products, y'all? Not no, but hell no. Because they'd have known Sarnetta almost fucking died off a doctor saving snake oil remedy. All reviews, all, all available data about the vaccine from clinical trials and other studies to develop recommendation for the vaccine use. It said the ACIP continues to monitor vaccine safety, effective data, even after the vaccine routine use and may change or update recommended basis. This is what they do. Now watch this. When making recommendation that ACIP considers how safe, if they were safe again, how safe is the vaccine when given to a specific age? How well does the vaccine work in specific ages? How serious is the disease this vaccine prevents? How many children would get the disease? How many children would get the disease the vaccine prevents if we don't have a vaccine? Man. Close this up. Watch this how vaccine safety continues to be monitored. It's always about safety. And y'all can say they making it up. Y'all can say they act like they doing it, they faking us out, they trying to kill us. Man, that's what the pseudo say. It's the whole, the bars. That's the system of safety. These fools in the debate, they're gonna read from that. But that was, that is one of the mechanisms in place. The purpose of monitoring is to watch the adverse events, possible side effects. Monitoring vaccines after it is licensed help ensure the possible risks associated with the vaccines are identified. So science does not stop once the product goes to market. And if you see up here in the corner, right hand corner, it's got risks and benefits. They already know the risks and they already know the benefits and they weigh it out like intelligent people do. This is what intelligent civilizations do. If this is what they did in West Africa, they weighed, they had a risk reward, risk to benefit, and they decided that it was more beneficial to inoculate than not to inoculate. Now the vaccine adverse events reporting system, bears collects and analyzes reports of adverse events that happened after vaccinations. Anyone can submit a report, including parents, uh, uh, patients and healthcare professionals. Vaccine safety. The virus that causes AIDS. AIDS stands for Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. All that, all that means a fancy way of saying that your acquired or adaptive defense system is deficient. That's all it's saying. That's deficient and a virus did it. A virus attacked it to make it deficient so you have no responses. Nobody really dies from AIDS. What, what happens is AIDS is a, is a state 
that your immune system goes into to where it cannot defend itself against pathogens. So people die from infections. They die from these pathogens, not from AIDS. AIDS is something you can't die from itself. You die because your body is, has been compromised. Your immune system has been compromised, and now it can no longer defend itself. And so effectively, now I'm going to check this out. And I'm, be, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm wording it this way on purpose. People who are anti-vax, just blanketly anti-vax, they are, uh, what do you call it, verbally, verbally, and, 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 and if they have it their way, they're verbally giving people AIDS. Now, that sounds crazy, but what I'm saying is that by, by preventing people from going through that primary immune response on these deadly pathogens, they're leaving people's bodies wide open and vulnerable for these pathogens that if they come in contact with them, the body cannot respond. It cannot respond in time. And so, Unc, let me ask you a question, and, and uh, I'm only asking if you know this off the top of your head. Do you know, do you know any uh, or any of you all, um, um, unbiased, maybe you, you may know, do you do you know any of the the um, pathogens or viruses or whatever that has that has a very quick um, effect on the body that 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 goes to maturity real fast? Like as soon as you catch it, man, it's like it's like you no. you, you hospitalize real fast or whatever the case is. Do you do you know any top off the top of your head? No, Ebola. Okay, how how long? Like like once 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 Ebola. Um, enters the body, like how how long does that take to really take hold? Do you know? I and mean, we we could all look it up. I was just wondering if, if anybody knew off the top of their head. Man, it starts to happen fat and 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 it's and it's and it's deadly because that's why it don't spread as much as bad. Cause it's, it's killing the person. I mean the person ain't traveling around hanging out spreading the shit. You know what I mean? It's not they're not spreading their body fluids because it should start happening real quick. Okay, so now so check that out. That's that's a good point. So Ebola activates real fast, your body doesn't have a chance to defend. Period. You know, so so anyway, I just want I just wanted to share that because to me, th this this basic information is missing, was missing from the conversation. And I think if we if we um kind of make sure people are educated on just simply how the immune system works, it will eliminate a lot of that noise. And then what's left over, then we can have a conversation because now we can get into the specifics of, of specific vaccines. Like we could talk about the MMR um, vaccinations. We could talk about the influenza. You know, we could talk about specifics now. But, but, but anybody that's just anti-vax, just to be anti-vax, you are insane. You, do not, you do not know how the immune system works. They don't and care. I, I, and I've tested this I, for the past two weeks. I've encountered people who are anti-vaxxers and I asked them to, for them to break down how the immune system works and they can't, they never can. They don't know what a, uh, uh, they don't know any, and I don't even expect them to know the fancy terms or the technical terms, but they can't describe anything. Let's do your basic understanding. Hey, 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 would y'all, this Garfield, why don't you come on the channel, man, and let's do a whole presentation on this. Cause this is- all, Yeah, that's what, that's- yeah, that's what I was saying. So I'm, I'm gonna get with um, Uncle whoever because there's a whole other part to this, which is which is um, communal or herd immunity 
that's that's equally important. Oh people. hell, if you relax, I'm going to show the slide. Shit, relax. I got this. <laughs> All right, hey. there you go. All right, I'm sorry, I'm 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 a fall back, but I hope everybody got it. Hey, well you well you do know that was a trick by with Jawa, right? Five minutes, you know that was a trick, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just want y'all to know that. I, knew I, I just want y'all to know that. All right, cool. All right, I already knew it. So 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 if y'all are familiar with the conversation I had with Phil Valentine, my fault, got his name wrong, Dr. Phil Good Valentine. <laughs> you know, extraordinary. And so if you look right here, timeline on vaccine, right? He made a statement. I said, I said Phil, in 1918, it was a pandemic. And 5% of the human population got wiped out. Feel me? I said, if they would have had a vaccine, it would have helped. No, 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 no. That pan he said that pandemic didn't happen. It was the vaccines that spread it. Okay, so what? What vaccines was around in 1918? So in 1796, that's the first vaccine by Edward Jenner. And we know inoculation is the precursor to that. That's what they was doing in West Africa in 1702 in America, in Boston. So we had knowledge of that prior to 1702. But watch this, 18, let me move this out. We got, we got 1882, the first vaccine for, can y'all see that? I'm moving this thing out, for rabies. This is in 1882. Now, from 1882, you don't get another one to 1932. What in the hell, what vaccines was being spread around, spread, killed the people? Dr. Phil Good Valentine, which one would it have been? 1882, they only had rabies and smallpox at that point. And he said, that's why all the people died because they got, they got vaccinated. What are you talking about? You only got the, the smallpox joint and you got the rabies joint. You gotta come all the way to here. Look, for months, measles, 1964. I was born in 1967, all right? Now this is what Wu is talking about right here. This is the slide I wanted to show. They asked, can you raise your kid? Can you raise a healthy kid? That's the question, right? So let's look at this table right here. Let's look at the graph right here. This is a very important graph. And I'm gonna I'm I'm speed right on through here. Because I know everybody on short right about now. Right? So we got the blue, the blue child, right? Not immunized, but still healthy. That, that would represent the anti-vaccine community. Can you raise a healthy child? They, they claim they raise a healthy child. Sure you can. Not immunized, but still healthy. That's in blue. Let's look at the yellow. Immunized and healthy. So the, so the yellow kid, right, has been immunized and healthy. The blue kid has not been immunized, but still healthy. The red kid, not immunized, sick and contagious. So let's start over here to your left, right? Boom. No one is immunized, okay? Contagious disease spread through the population. The first level right here, I'm gonna say this again. No one is immunized, contagious disease spread through the population. 
So you see the healthy kids that the anti-vaxxers had, if something happens, right? If some type of disease come through, based off what Wuja's talking about now, look what's gonna happen to the population. Look how many people are gonna get sick. You still gonna find outliers that don't get sick, right? We understand evolution, everybody don't get sick, right? One, two, three, four, five. Five kids don't get sick. But look how many kids have been decimated right there, y'all. Okay? Now, let's move to the next level in the middle. Some of the population get immunized. Contagious disease spread through some of the population. There you go. So you got some in the yellow, immunized and healthy, right? Let's start over here to the left. These are the ones that are immunized in the yellow. The blue ain't immunized, right? And the red is infectious. Follow arrow. Look how many people catch the pathogen. Contagious. But you still have some, you have one, one, two, three, four, five, six, right? That has been immunized and healthy. They still healthy and immunized, right? With the disease. Let's come down here. This is what we like to call, this is, this is the effective herd immunity right here. This last stage right here, this is defective human uh, uh, um, herd immunity. Here you go. Most of the population gets immunized, right? We need to be 80, 85 to 96% immunized for this to occur. Herd immunity, which I call it communal immunity. Because you know young anti-evolution people don't like to hear the word herd or anything close to remotely close to being an animal. So most of the population is immunized. Spread of contagious disease is contained. Look at that. Left to right, y'all. Watch this. Most of the population is immunized, right? Most of the children are immunized. Look at that, most of them, right? Look at the two in red. They're sick. But guess what? It doesn't spread to everybody because the disease stops when it runs across somebody that's immunized. I'm going to say this again. The value of herd immunity is when someone is immunized and, some, and an immunized person runs across someone that's sick, the disease stops right there. There you go. That's herd immunity. If you look to the right, now you'll see most people didn't even get sick. That's interesting. So you still got them people that's not still healthy, but ain't immunized. That's based off of everybody being immunized. And when those three people right there are contagious get sick, it doesn't spread anywhere. But if you go up to the top, no one is immunized, contagious disease spread, through the population. This is where the anti-vaxxers are trying to take us. This is where that acidic community in Brooklyn, this is what happened to them. They wasn't immunized and the measles spread rampant is right there. That's very, very important. So this is the part I was talking about in the debate. And I'm gonna end it right here. We don't vaccinate just to protect our children. We also vaccinate to protect our grandchildren and their grandchildren. With one disease, smallpox, we stopped the leak in the boat by eradicating the disease. Our children don't have to get smallpox shots anymore because the disease no longer exists. If we keep vaccinating now, parents in the future may be able to trust that disease like polio, right? Meningitis, meningitis, won't infect, cripple, or kill our children. And so that question came up, 
are vaccine safe, are vaccine safe, right? If they would let me show my slides at the end like they were supposed to, but that's okay. Not mad at them. The journey of your child's vaccine. And we talked about safety, right? So how a new vaccine is developed. First of all, let's come up to here. Before a new vaccine is ever given to people, extensive lab testing is done. That can take several years. Once testing and people begins, it can take several more years before clinical studies are complete and the vaccine is licensed. So when they're in a lab, they do a lot of testing on animals and stuff like that, y'all. What product did the other side have that was tested on animals first? What did Dr. Sabi have that was tested on animals first to see the animal's reaction to it? We call this like a model species. I mean, they use model species to understand humans or to understand the effects on drugs, the, the effects on the animals, right? Which, which would give them an inkling of how it might affect human beings. So watch this, phase one. Let's see, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, sets rules for these three phases of clinical trials to ensure that safety of our volunteers. Researchers test vaccines with those first. So we in phase one. Phase one is 20 to 100 healthy volunteers. This is called phase one. And it's always based off of safety, y'all. Is this vaccine safe? The question is asked on 20 to 100 people. And before they even get to the people, they do clinical studies, right? Does Minister Stinky Inky have any clinical studies on the prostate cells? Does KT the Austrian, do they have any clinical studies on the prostate cell? How about Phil Valentine? Do they have any clinical studies before they, before they sell it to our people? No, they do not. They don't even have clinical studies, right? They don't even have phase one, phase two, phase three studies. So phase one is what? Is the vaccine safe? It's the first question. Does the vaccine seem to work? That's the next question. Are there any serious side effects, right? How is the size of the dose related to the side effects? If it is some side effects, phase two. Look at the amount of people now. Several hundred volunteers, not thousands. Like Dr. Sabi, Dr. Sabi sells thousands of products and ain't and ain't did clinical study the first, ain't went through phase one, <laughs> ain't and sure as hell ain't making it to phase two. They just making money. What are the most common short-term side effects? See, now they're asking the question of the largest sample size. This is not what uh what's the guy name? Uh he had a sample size of 12 man people and claimed vaccines cause autism. What's the name, Unbiased? Are you talking about um, Wakefield, Wakefield? Wakefield. Okay, because you got Brian Hooker, so we had Wakefield. Wakefield, he had 12 people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in phase two, several hundred volunteers. They say, what are the most common short-term side effects? How are the volunteer immune systems responding to the vaccine? They're doing exactly what Wu just said, right? They're trying to see how the immune system is responding in several hundred volunteers. Now, if it makes it, it might not even make it through phase one. Wait a minute, it might not even get out the damn lab. So people have already put up a half a billion dollars, 800 to a half a billion dollars, and it might not even get out the lab. 
might yeah. not make it out of phase one or phase two. How about phase three? Hundreds of thousands of volunteers. Now we're dealing with the hundreds of thousands of volunteers. How many people volunteered to take Dr. Sabi uh, and, and KT the arts degree uh, uh, and, and Mr. Stinky Inky? Was there any volunteers? No, they just sold it to you. Hmm. How do the people who get the vaccine and people who do not get the vaccine compare? Now there was a lie going on in that debate, y'all. The lie was they don't have no studies on vaccinated children and vaccinated children to see what the differences are. Well, it happens right here in phase three. I'm gonna say it again. Divine Pseudo routinely asks the question stubbornly, do they have any studies where there's vaccinated children and unvaccinated and they, what is the study result? Bro, they do that in phase three. Here we go. How do people who get the vaccine and people who do not get the vaccine compare? So they're lying to you off the rip. Is the vaccine safe? They're still asking the essential question. Is the vaccine safe? This question is repeated through each phase over and over again. Is the vaccine effective? This is the push, this, this is the reason for dealing with phase three, phase one, phase two. They're trying to see if it makes sense. Why would they release a product that don't work? Why would you invest a billion dollars, right? In a product, get licensed and release for it not to work. They're lying to our babies. They're trying to get in our community and make us unvaccinated. An unvaccinated African community will quickly become an unhealthy African community. You want to talk about wiping some people out. Y'all worried about, y'all more worried about the damn vaccine than the damn pathogen. If they really want to get you, just unvaccinate you. If they really want to wipe out African population, just don't vaccinate them. What are the most common side effects? They're still asking questions. And then they go down here to the bottom and say vaccines are made in batches called lots and unbiased understand what the batches. They have batch numbers on it. So, so say I randomly come, come through and grab a batch. They'll grab one valve from the batch and test it and see if it works and see what's going on with it. Manufacturers must test all lots to make sure they are safe. There's that word safe again, pure and potent. The lots can only be uh, released once the FDA reviews their safety and quality. How vaccines is added to the US recommended immunization schedule. Now you got all kinds of stuff. You got the advisory committee on immunization practices. That's the ACIP is a group of medical and public health experts. Then you got the member of the American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP. Then you got the American Academy of Family Physicians, the AAFP, and among some of some of the groups that also bring related immunization expertise to the committee. It's a this group carefully reviews all available data about the vaccine from clinical trials to other studies to develop recommendations for the vaccine use. The ACIP continues, watch this y'all, it continues to monitor vaccine safety 
There's that word safety again. It's Minister Stinky Inky. It's KT the Arts degree. It's Red Pill, Blue Pill. Are they monitoring people that bought their products, y'all? Not no, but hell no. Because they done known Sarnetta almost fucking died off a doctor saving snake oil remedy. All reviews, all, all available data about the vaccine from clinical trials and other studies to develop recommendations for the vaccine use. It said the ACIP continues to monitor vaccine safety, effective data, effective data even after the vaccine routine use and may change or update recommended basis. This is what they do. Now watch this. When making recommendations that ACIP considers how safe, if they were safe again, how safe is the vaccine when given to a specific age? How well does the vaccine work in specific ages? How serious is the disease this vaccine prevents? How many children would get the disease? How many children would get the disease the vaccine prevents if we don't have a vaccine? Man. Close this up. Watch this how vaccine safety continues to be monitored. It's always about safety. And y'all can say they making it up. Y'all can say they act like they doing it, they faking us out, they trying to kill us. Man, that's what the pseudo say. It's the whole, the bars. That's the system of safety. These fools in the debate, they gonna read from that. But that was, that is one of the mechanisms in place. The purpose of monitoring is to watch the adverse events, possible side effects. Monitoring vaccines after it is licensed help ensure the possible risks associated with the vaccines are identified. So science does not stop once the product goes to market. And if you see up here in the corner, right hand corner, it's got risks and benefits. They already know the risks and they already know the benefits and they weigh it out like intelligent people do. This is what intelligent civilizations do. If this is what they did in West Africa, they weighed, they had a risk reward, risk to benefit. And they decided that it was more beneficial to inoculate than not to inoculate. Now the vaccine adverse events reporting system, bears collects and analyzes reports of adverse events that happened after vaccinations. Anyone can submit a report, including parents, uh, uh, patients and healthcare professionals. Vaccine safety, data link, VSAD, and post licensure, rapid immune safety and monitoring. PRISM, it's another joint. Two network of healthcare organizations across the US. VSD can analyze healthcare information from over 24 million people. How many people can Dr. Saving them monitor? How many people can AKT the Austin Crazy Degree monitor? How many people can rip in blue? They came on out a damn soul. They sell you the product and talk crazy. Clinical Immunization Safety Assessment Program. That's a CISA. Vaccine Safety Experts. I'm going to say it again. They have Vaccine Safety Experts. Assist the U.S. healthcare providers with complex vaccine safety questions about their patients. The CISA conducts clinical research studies to better understand vaccine safety. There's that word safety again. Identify prevention strategies for adverse events. 
What strategy did they have for Sarnella when he took Dr. Savings products and almost died? They ain't have a damn strategy. Hey, so Unc, can you, before you close, I don't want you to close that. Can you go back to the herd immunity slide? Yeah, that's a deep, man. Ain't that deep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> this is the thing, right? And 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 I didn't and I don't I haven't heard this, you know, be a part of the conversation enough, you know, is is the issue now remember, a lot of people's problem is the idea of being forced to to be vaccinated. Like, you know, the idea of of having your liberties taken away from you. That's that's a that's a big issue, right? We've heard that, right? Where where they, they don't like to be told or forced to do it's like pro-choice it's like abortion the whole abortion question where people are pro-life or pro-choice and stuff like that well the same thing is happening with vaccinations and so um here's the issue now uh you you gave a statistic out and i think you were saying that let's um it's different for for each um what do you call it a uh, pathogen but let's just call out one let's just say measles and let's say that we have to have a ratio of immunity of 85%. 85% of a, of a given population must be inoculated in order for it to um, be, for the whole community to be immune. You know, that's, that's, that's basically the principle of herd immunity. But now say out of 100 people, that means 85 of those people have to be vaccinated. And let's say they do it. But the other 15, are anti-vaxxers and they and they don't want to be they don't want to be forced but now let's let's drop the numbers if it's 85 to 15 then that community is good because that's the that's the um stat that's the um the that's how the mathematics works out but let's say only 50 people got vaccinated and the other 50 refused or that you know they they chose not to so now you as a as an administrator a president a governor or whatever you're a leader of this community what are you going to do if you know that 85 percent of the people must be inoculated for the whole community to be protected but yet you're faced with only 50 people being inoculated and you have a a, a policy of of pro of pro-choice like pe people have a right to choose so what do you do so do you run the risk of allowing people the freedom to choose and 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 lower that herd immunity ratio to where the entire community starts to uh, dwindle because an outbreak occurs or do you change some legislation um to to um enforce people to get vaccinated or in the long term do you start to educate people and if they have pro-choice they making it a well-informed choice instead of just believing in conspiracy theories and, and having a distrust and thinking, you know, this, that, and the third, which, which one? That's watch this though. I mean, um, here's the reality and they play with words. The truth is they don't say you have to take a vaccine. What they're saying is if you want your children to come into these public buildings owned by the state, right? Then you must be vaccinated. If you don't, if you want to make a choice not to vaccinate, which you can, then you can't allow, we can't allow your children in the damn building. You still have your choice. 
okay, that's good. Now check this out. Now that's that's good. That's a good point. But check this out. Let's say out of a hundred people, and the rule is in place as you just said it, where where they're not forcing you to get a vac- vaccinated, but if you want to go to this school, you got to be vaccinated. So let's say 50, 50 people choose to homeschool, but and the other 50 got vaccinated. Now they're still exercising their choice, but we need a ratio of 85% of 85 people for the whole community to, to um, meet that threshold. We're still faced with the same problem. You see what I'm saying? We're still faced with the same problem. So, so that's, a, that's a big issue that needs to be discussed where people feel like their, their, their liberties are being taken, but yet they don't understand herd immunity. So this is why I say the topic of herd immunity is very, very important to educate people on so that they can make an informed decision, like keep your free choice, but when you do make that choice, let it be an informed choice, not just some random, uh, I'm just gonna roll with, the, roll with it type of choice. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the big difference. And, and so that's, that has to be emphasized that, that really needs to be pointed out, um, that, that issue right there as you, um, you know, as you, as you spoke about, does that make sense? I'm biased. I'm biased. You there, you, I'm biased. I'm biased. ain't here a word. I said, (laughs) you about to, you about to start faking like you heard everything I said. (laughs) All right, let me let me introduce some books into the conversation because what you'll find out when y'all watch the debate, them they ain't have no books. I was like, they 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 must don't know that I'm raw squad. How you gonna come into a debate without no damn books? <laughs> crazy. They don't debate without books. Ain't that crazy? Where where is your books at? So we're gonna come right here. This this is written by a vaccine a vaccine scientist. Okay. Uh, Peter Holmes, MD, PhD, all right? Watch this. Shit was moving so fast in that damn building, man. They said, well, they had that, that shit was crazy. Let me read this to you real fast, man. Talking about safety. I, you know, I, it's a few points I missed. I missed the autism thing in there. I didn't do right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And so so much going on, and I didn't come to this. Watch this. Listen to this. Listen to this, y'all, on page uh, one thirty-four. All right, and then I want to. I want to get the reference ready. Chapter nine, I believe. Real quick, and I ain't gonna hold y'all. Get this out the way. It's a trip, right? And 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 then then it make you just look at the people in your community. People that claim to be leaders, you start looking at the real funny. You know what I mean? Chapter eight, real funny here. Watch this. Chapter eight, six. All right, got you. So, watch this, y'all. According to some estimates, Alum, that's A-L-U-M, has the world's largest safety track record. Advents have been given in more than 3 billion, I'm gonna say this again, 3 billion doses of vaccines 
over the past 80 years. Three billion doses, right? Over the last 80 years, right? The longest track safety record in advents is Alum. Man, where's the source on that? Evolution of advents across centuries and vaccines. All right. Get the book, y'all. Get the book. And it's a serious book, and it was a, a and it is well written, as a matter of fact. Serious book, well written. Uh, let me see. Uh, the scientific, uh, the science clearly finds there is no association between vaccine and ASD. Y'all know what ASD is, don't do do y'all? <laughs> ASD today, anti-vaccine groups still attempt to refute these findings. They do so in interesting ways, such as trying to 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 mistake in the methodologies, they find mistakes in methodology or even uh, resorting to conspiracy theories stating that the papers are fake news. By persisting in these actions, they are doing a disservice to children and adults with autism and their families. And as they call it, ASD. Autism is called ASD. All right. So I didn't address that. So I'm critiquing myself as I went back over it. Um, you want to add something, Garfield, or you sleep? Where you at? Now, I just want to say what uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm listening. But that's, you know, that's the point we missed. I didn't, I didn't, I messed up on that. For autism spectrum disorder? Yeah, I, yeah, I messed up. I should have, because let, let me give y'all something. What my plan of attack was this, but there was so much going on and I missed it. The plan of attack was this, y'all. They keep saying autism, vaccines cause autism, right? Very unscientific because, okay, even if you thought that vaccines was one of the things that caused autism, the next thing is, if not autism, I mean, if not vaccines, then what else could it have been? There are certain environmental factors that not looking to. You have about five chemicals associated uh, 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 with causing autism. You got to go to homo neanderthal and uh, uh, homo denisovan, right? The homo neanderthal and homo denisovan genes that are left in humans, they're left right next to these genes that will cause autism. They have, they, they, they have actually found 99 genes associated with autism. So in at least 1% of people with autism, it comes from homo neanderthal and homo denisovan, journal of science. Find that article in there. Read up on it. We also know that a, 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 a ASD brain, as opposed to a normal brain, uh, uh, is totally different. So no vaccine could actually uh, 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 cause that process of uh, of, of, of transforming uh, an unhealthy brain. Vaccines don't do that. Wouldn't do it. Couldn't do it. They use cast scans in the womb of women. Ultrasounds. Right, and they can tell. I don't know about the ultrasound, I don't know about the CAT scan. Uh, nah, it's ultrasound, definitely. I don't know, you had to speak on that, I don't know about that. I'm talking about the CAT scans. I don't know what you're talking about. And so brain imagery, I don't know what you're talking about. That's something you got to bring in. I don't know about that. 
Yeah, that's what I, I got. I, I can't listen to you, unbiased, because you throw me out there. Let me finish my point. What I know, if you got something, you you know, you just the point I want to make real fast is that they they they, they look at the they look at the scans, the CT scans of the brain, and they can pretty much tell a brain that would end up being autistic in the womb before you get any daggone vaccines. <clears throat> there are five chemicals associated with it. Look it up. It cause autism. There's certain drugs that women can take that may cause autism. They don't even let the women take the drugs no more because they need that. And people say, well, autism, more people are having autism now. They're cherry picking. The truth is, it's, a, it's on a spectrum. The ASD is on a spectrum. So like you say, there's more, there's more male child and female child with autistic. Now they're realizing that, uh, quote unquote, it's uh, uh, it, it, like eating disorders that women have now, they're now added to the autism spectrum. But absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, right, there is no, no, no study that shows that, quote unquote, autism is caused by any vaccines. Read, the, read that right there, huh? That's one of them. You, you read it. Yeah, routine ultrasounds may detect autism in utero. Okay, type in C Type in C scans too. You jump, you jumping. Stop jumping, you jumping. I just say it's an ultrasound also that they can detect. That's all. I saw also, you saying also that's it. Yeah, so I was adding another way they find out uh autism early in the utero. They can find it by ultrasounds as well. See now, this is the thing. Um Journalization. I'm going to talk to you with the journalization. Brain scans. But the, the, point, the point is that you can detect autism from in the womb. That is the point. Can you find if your baby has autism in the womb? Yes. Routine ultrasounds may detect autism in the utero. A small study looking at the ultrasound that checked for fetal defects showed that children who went da 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 developed ASD had greater head and abdominal sizes at around 20 weeks in the womb. Oh man, there's different ways you can detect if somebody got got um um autism. By early signs of autism and high risk babies. Come on, man. <laughs> you wanna go to the journal nature on that? You wanna play? I'm gonna try you. Put it, on, put it on the screen, bro. Yeah, so you wanna run with me? Uh, okay. Go to journal nature, man. Got you. You see it? Nah. Man, you crazy, yo. Okay. Now, you, you gonna one-up me? No, I'm not trying to one-up you. I'm just nah, 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 nah. Here we go, right here. I'm not so, trying to one-up you, man. So you at the Journal of, uh, uh, what happened? Medicine? Well, I am too. No, I'm at the Journal of Nature. You ain't getting okay. past. I'm at, I'm, at the, I'm at the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health. All right, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that, okay, that ain't that ain't nothing. That ain't, that ain't nothing. Come on, bro. No, I ain't nothing. I'm gonna show you where you scroll at. Scroll back up. Scroll back up, brother. Unbiased. Scroll all the way back up to the top. Everybody that's watching, look at this. This is December 2018. Autism is a prenatal disorder. Listen, let me read it over. Autism is a prenatal disorder. Evidence from late gesta gestation, 
brain overgrowth. Scroll down now. Let me read, let me let me look at the um the conclusion or the findings. Okay, so just real fast, right here it says fetal ultrasound, right? There you go. So, so it, it's in here. You can look right in there. Uh, this is everything. I can make it bigger. I'll make it bigger. Make it bigger. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. You want me to read it, Garfield? No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. All right, there you go, huh? Told you, man. Ultrasounds, baby. I mean, so I mean, sometimes it's like you just what? What you want me to say, yo? No, nah, I was just I was adding in. Oh, okay. I was adding to it. You you said one way they could find, and I was saying the more ways they could find, the more the better. So I was saying also ultrasounds. Oh, you, right. you was acting like it was just ultrasounds. Though. Nah. That's how you said it. You ain't have all that chest in there and that, and that debate did he go feel. Ah. It was done. <laughs> he became run biased. But hey, I want to, I wanna, okay, so, so, Okay, let me ask y'all because maybe maybe I'm 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 I, I missed something. The the what are the if you had to name two of the biggest concerns of the anti-vaxxers on the reason why they are anti-vax, what would it be? The the uh, two biggest concerns. Autism. Autism. Safety. So. Safety. Okay, and what what was the other one? Oh, you saying autism and safety, but that's yeah. that's the two. Yeah, it was just dumb. It's just dumb. Okay. So now now, you know, I think safety is a concern for everybody. Everybody definitely would like for everything to be safe. And so it's a matter of trust and all that good stuff. But so I, I agree. But the second one that I, I saw, the the top two that I would say is one that you all already said, which is um, which is like the safety of the vaccines themselves and everything. But another one would be um their right to choose like that was that was a heavy that was a heavy issue um among people the people at you know at that event and just people in general like they don't want to be told what to do and i think i think y'all said that y'all y'all said that it was a it was a rally and it was it was really to get supporters for for the pushback on on their freedom of choice and and this and that so that's a that's a a, a big thing you know with their ability to choose and everything and so because of those two two things, that's when they they use those two things to springboard off and go into the other things, you know, the whole conspiracy stuff, and then the belief that you know they don't even need vaccinations altogether because they think that eating healthy is enough. Right. You know. So. But the goalposts kept being pushed. Andrew Wakefield tried to connect a leaky gut to autism, and when that was retracted and debunked. Then it became aluminum. Then it became mercury, and now it's MMR. So it kept being pushed. Every time something got debunked, it went to something else, something else. And now MMR is being debunked. And watch it be something else two, three years from now. So, so the real question is: is to these anti-vaxxers, is for lethal pathogens, 
that have a very fast reaction or effective um, act on the human body, what is their defense? What would they agree as a defense for the, uh, for the human body if, if it's not vaccination? Eating some central oils and, and taking some sage. Okay. <laughs> well, well he, he said go ahead, he said go ahead and contract the disease yourself and your immunity would naturally beat it up. Well, see that okay, that so when he said that, see that's what I'm saying. That that statement and what you said um is is just is a proof of the ignorance of how the immune system works. Yeah, facts. Period. Nah. You can't you can't eat it. You you can't there's nothing you're gonna eat. That's gonna that's gonna change the way your adaptive <laughs> system works. It's 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 not gonna be a crash course. They act like that you're that that eating something is gonna give your immunity a cliff note, <laughs> uh, summary version of uh, to be able to identify pathogens uh, and everything when it doesn't. And so and so so here's the thing. So now to satisfy the people who who um who want to focus on nutrition, listen, nutrition is very important. And it's just as important as the vaccination, because if you don't have the proper nutrition in your system to, to where your body's metabolizing and extracting the proper nutrients out of your foods, then, then even if your body learns the, the enemy and the pathogens, if, if the nutrition is not there for it to produce the, um, the lycocytes, the, the, the lymphocytes and the, and all these, uh, neutrophils and, and 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 um and all these other cells and enzymes and histamines and all these other kinds of things. If the nutrition is not there for them to even produce. Hey, tomorrow I'm gonna um play Pastor Bennett versus um versus polite in the morning. But uh, hey, I'm a jump off family. Hope y'all enjoyed. Hope y'all learned. Just know that you can have. They could detect autism or have an idea if the child's gonna have autism from the babies in the womb. And that's just, it ain't no vaccine causing nothing, family. Y'all lost your mind. But anyway, peace and love, man. I'm out of here. I gotta get out of here. Peace.